0: It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good. Thank you. We're, of course, going to start out with talking about the markets, of course. So how are they doing?
1: Well, markets are in the green again. Um, we've had a real good bounce off the lows, um, starting last Friday, uh, and then yesterday and then today again. Again, today's increase is a little bit less. I think, you know, investors are digesting what's going on. But, uh, when we take a look at the S and P, I mean, it's up 8% from the lows. The NASDAQ is up 11% from the lows. So again, I've been saying, you know, w- you know, when we see some sort of catalyst, and again, there hasn't really been a strong catalyst. I think investor sentiment uh, has changed somewhat. It doesn't feel as panicky as it was kind of three, four weeks ago, even though we had a higher inflation number coming to the U.S., last week. And you're seeing Canada's inflation rate has also increased, but it was below what the market was expecting here in Canada. markets were expecting 8.4% on inflation. We got 8.1%. So again, even though, you know, that small bit of good news, you're going, okay, well, it's still up 8.1%. But that is, we're starting to see those catalysts form that maybe inflation has peaked, dare I say. So is
0: there a feeling then that the markets hit their bottom?
1: <clears throat> you know, I get asked that a lot. I mean, the markets definitely have hit a bottom. Whether it's the bottom, uh, it's it's always hard to call. It, it feels that way to me. I think that it's okay to start putting some money to work. I think you have to be selective. Um, it's earnings season as well, Simi, right? And you know, it's a it's a bit mixed uh, in terms of the bag of earnings that we're seeing. You saw. Bank of America missed earnings, Goldman Sachs beat, IBM beat, um, Johnson Johnson beat on both revenue and earnings. Netflix, big one. I mean, they they beat on earnings, missed on revenue, but they lost a whole lot of subscribers, right? And so again, um, when you're going through earnings season, and say you're looking at adding positions to the portfolio, to your portfolio, you want to wait until they report to find out what their outlook is going forward. That's also very important. It's just not what they've done to date, um, or for the last quarter, I should say. It's important to know uh, what their thoughts are going forward. In this environment, it's it's, it's challenging for so many companies.
0: Right, you talked about earnings season. How has that been going?
1: Well, about 12% of S&P 500 companies have reported so far Uh, Of those companies, 68% have beaten analyst expectations. So again, investors continue to digest earnings weighing on how well companies have fared in this really high inflationary environment. Are they able to pass some of these costs along to the consumer? Are revenues still up? Uh, So it's it's a real mixed bag for sure. And so you want to make sure, well, as a portfolio manager, of course, but even as an investor, uh, that you're making changes to your portfolio in this environment. It's, it's not okay just to have a basket of stocks and hold them and, and, and hope that the market gets back to where, where it was and that you're in the right positions. We are in a completely different environment today. Uh, than we were six months ago. And so it's important to make changes to the portfolio for the next 12 months. Those are the positions. Those are the stocks that you want to be in. Not what was, but what's going to be. It must be
0: difficult, Lori, for people who recently retired or are in retirement now because when things are so uncertain like this, it's hard for you to, I don't know, spend money confidently.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, many people many people are quite frugal in retirement. Uh, Again, we deal with so many retirees, but I I have a consensus is that most people don't spend enough in retirement and especially early on in retirement, as I call the go-go years, right? The early years in retirement when people should be traveling and uh, you know, spending more money than they will later on, for example. Yeah, so having those conversations um is really important. You know, what are you going to be spending your money on? How are you going to live retirement? You know, what what makes you tick? What you know, what, what do you want to do in retirement? And and so until we actually put the numbers down on paper in a financial plan, I think a lot of people feel no matter how much money they have. Uh, they f- tend to feel uncomfortable about spending. Th- they're just trained to think, save, 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 don't spend for my nest egg. But that's why you've built this nest egg is so that you can spend from it. But again, until you have a financial plan with numbers uh, on paper to show you exactly what you can spend, uh, I think that's where it really changes for retirees thinking, okay, well, maybe I can, I can buy that, uh, you know, new pair of pants. I can uh, book that flight uh, because we've shown them the financial plan.
0: Right. Okay. So then do you have any tips for people when it comes to planning out and mapping out their spending so that they can enjoy retirement and perhaps worry a little bit less?
1: Yeah, I I think be flexible when planning your withdrawals. I think it's also really important, like uh, the conversation we continuously have is, you know, are you spending enough or not not as much? Um, And which bucket should you be spending from? I think it's really important, especially to reduce your tax bill. So again, spending from an RSP or a RIF um, versus uh, say an investment account. A lot of people think they should be taking money out of their tax-free savings account, but really, your tax-free saving uh, savings account is one of the best um, forms of estate planning that you can have because it grows tax-free. You can give it to anybody you want in the future without any tax consequences, um, or even rental income, right? That's coming in uh, into your bank account, for example people take cpp oas that's a given but again when we're looking at, at each family's unique situation where should you be getting that income from that discussion we're probably having you know once twice a week with clients to make sure that not that they're just reducing their tax bill today to zero that that's not the goal in retirement you should want to pay some tax i would say the reason is for estate planning purposes you don't Most people don't want their beneficiaries to be left with some massive tax bill. So it's okay to be paying some tax slowly over time as you age. So again, understanding which buckets you should be spending from and uh, I use the word term buckets because that's what I've been using in these financial planning meetings for so long. But I, I think people get it. You know, your TFSA, your bank account, your corporate account, joint account, rental income, all these things come into factor when we're deciding where people should get their income from.
0: Okay. So is it possible to adapt your plan then, Lori? Like I'm sure this happens all the time, right? Where people retire and then they realize that, oh, we're kind of spending more than we thought we were going to.
1: Yes, but I also get the opposite too, where people are not spending what they thought they would because of COVID, because of traveling, right? People thought that they were going to be, you know, jet setting for three months a year to Europe. But, you know, when you look on on the news and you see all those suitcases stacked up, you're going, yeah, you know what, maybe I'll take that trip next year. So, you know, I think, uh, I think that is, uh, definitely what's been happening over the last little while. So, but, but, you know, spending too much the way I see it, um, what I have seen, it's more about gifting to adult children, helping them out, helping out the grandkids. And, and those are all great ideas, but we need to update a financial plan before you start just giving money away. Uh, to make sure that your retirement is safe until the end of your days because it's not just about the go-go years as I was saying about travel and so on when you are spending more it also has to do with later on when you need um assisted care or you want a nurse to come in your home to take care of you those are other costs that we're thinking about later on in life so when we're doing a financial plan and someone's you know 60 years old or 65 we're planning not for the next five or 10 years of income. We're looking at the next 30 years. And again, I take the financial plans up to age 95. People like to fight me on that. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to live that long. And they said, listen, My OMA is turning 102 years old on July 31st. So I believe in longevity and we need to plan for for a long life so that you never outlive your money. See, that is good advice. Lori, thank you.
0: Thanks so much to me. That is Lori Pinkowski. She's a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team directly, 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.